let's do this thing. Recording in progress. Hey, Kyle. What's up? Not much. This is Here's What's Spinning. This is Adam. And Kyle. I don't want to beat around the bush. Let's just get right to it. Okay. We got a new single and album announcement from Slipknot. Finally. I saw that. It's here. <laughs> yeah. I am very excited. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. The album is called The End So Far. It is coming out on September 30th. So an interesting, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of, I don't want to say lore already, but there's a little bit of rumblings behind this album because Slipknot's been kind of talking about going on a hiatus okay, for some time, which I think would be silly because I feel like, like they, at their peak right now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and so there was kind of talks about that through the grapevine. And then they released this album title that's called The End So Far. Mm. And the last the last song on the track list is called Finale. And so I was looking into it, and apparently this is their uh they had a they had a uh like a three or four album contract with Roadrunner Records. Okay. And this is the last album in their contract with Roadrunner Records. Ah, interesting. <clears throat> So I don't know if it'll be like necessarily hiatus, but I think they'll probably take some time off after this mm-hmm. release and maybe just like if I was them, I'd just start their own label. No shit. That's what everyone's doing right now. So mm-hmm. so I wonder what the future of Slipknot is. But for now, maybe they'll maybe. go into like a bowline knot or something. No. <laughs> come on that was okay that was an okay joke (laughs) that was pretty good but like 20 percent of people will know what you're talking about (laughs) fair fair uh did you get a chance to listen to this new single by chance i didn't i saw it come up and i've just been like pinned ever since so fair enough add it to the list for next week okay you know what other song i want to add to sorry are you do you have anything else to say about that before i kind of I'm done with the Slipknot sidebar. Um, Did you see that Sleep Token released a single in April? Did they? Is it like a new single or a reimagined single? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. I just was listening to Sleep Token yesterday and uh, saw it. Oh, yeah. Is it really you? That's the that's the I think we talked about it. Actually, it's the single they did with Loathe. Oh, okay. It was like the collaboration single gotcha did we listen to it i don't remember <clears throat> i have <laughs> <laughs> okay well, i'm gonna put on the list so that i listened to it okay it's good what's it's, uh oh the dying song cool it's not very sleep tokeny no besides like his vocals um but what sleep token has been doing is they've been putting out drum videos okay of uh just like drum alongs of their drummer yeah, uh, I think they've did they've done hypnosis and one other one now. And holy shit, that drummer is good. Yeah, he does a lot of like accents that 
most people wouldn't notice. Oh man. Yeah. Watching him is just like, or them who knows mm-hmm. is incredible. Do you want to hear another new album announcement that I am super pumped about? Yes. I think I know which one you're going to talk about. Is it alter bridge? Yes. <laughs> yeah. New album Pawns and Kings coming out October 14th. This single, the lead single, is the title track from the album. And an interesting pick, I would say, because I haven't listened to the single because the the song is the last song on the album. Oh, interesting. And I feel like I don't want to hear that first. That's totally fair. So I'm not listening to the single. Otherwise, I would, because I'm mm-hmm. very curious. I've heard it's quite good. I've heard it's pretty heavy. Sweet. That would be awesome. So, yeah, interesting. I wonder what made them pick putting the last song on the album as the single, especially the lead single. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But either way, <clears throat> very excited. I really hope they come somewhere near me because i've never seen them in there like there'd be something to see i think i'd like to see uh tremonti play yeah yeah i just i want to see them live real bad they announced tour but it's all european so okay we'll see maybe they maybe they will i hope they do uh one more album announcement i guess Oh, two actually. Polyphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has announced a new album. Uh, it is called, I guess they haven't, it's not like available on Apple Music yet to like pre add, you know? Yeah. But they have announced on their Instagram that it is called Remember That You Will Die. Uh, but there is not a date yet set but you can you can already go on their website and pre-order vinyl for it wow so there's that last but not least um i just read this this morning as we record this uh the red hot chili peppers are (laughs) announcing or releasing another new album this year oh my god and it is a double album. Okay. And it's called Return of the Dream Canteen. And the rumor through the rumor mill is that it's a sequel to Stadium Arcadium. Oh, interesting. It's pretty interesting they're releasing a second one of 2022. And a double. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of content they're putting out. Yes. When's that, a- when's that supposed to be released? October 14th. And what were you going to say? There's a there's another artist uh, that I was going to talk about in honorable mentions that released a second album of 2022 as well. And that is Jack White. Oh, yeah. It is already out. I haven't hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet. I've been listening to such weird stuff. Like I've been listening to the stuff we need to listen to. Yeah. And then just like adding a bunch of new albums 
that are releasing this year to my list. Mm-hmm. But I haven't actually listened to any of them because I've been listening to like such like old school. I've been down like a memory lane. Yeah, I hear trip. you. I've been listening to like Periphery and and uh, All That Remains and like old Venge Sevenfold and old In Flames and stuff. Totally. Fun. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's been fun. And Kill Switch to prep mm-hmm. for an episode we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, tease, yeah. nudge, tease. Tease, nudge. Tease not cheese nudges, tease nudges, tease nudges. Uh, in terms of other album announcements, I think I have. Oh man, I have a lot. I have a lot still. Uh, where are we? We talked about Polyphia, we talked about Altered, we talked about Slipknot. Uh, there's a band called Of Virtue. They're releasing an EP on August 12th called Sinner. Let me know how fast you want me to go because there's a few. July 12th? <laughs> no, that would be last week. Oh, what did you say? <laughs> August 12th. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Uh, the band Dead Cross, which is uh, Mike Patton from Faith No More and... That other guy from Slayer. Yeah. Uh, their album is called Two because it's their second album. Oh, cool. Comes out October 28th. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a, a band out there. Uh, Kyle, you'll probably get a kick out of this. They're called Buried Alive, but it's buried like B-E-R-R-I-E-D. <laughs> Um, they have an album coming out called Our Own Light on September 9th. Um, they have, they're hilarious. They have like, they're actually like pretty talented, but they have a lot of berry puns in their songs. <laughs> and I thought you'd like that. Like their songs are called like Bomegranate and Lemon Drop and Fig Saw and Grape Digger. <laughs> That's super funny. And Blood Orange. And they're an interesting band. And Barbarians. Get it? Barry? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, so go listen to that if you so choose that you want to. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, these are all honorable mentions. There's a lot of honorable mentions this week. That's it. That's okay. it for upcoming albums. I guess the honorable mentions list is bigger than i thought fair enough album ratings shall we yeah we shall uh before we get into it i have been looking around for some canadian music news this week and uh i've been having a hard time so i don't know what canada was doing this last week maybe we're all worried about the stampede in calgary or the center of canada for those who live here um, so I don't have anything to say about Canadian music this week. So to the listeners, I am sorry, but there is uh, Avril Lavigne was in Vancouver the other day. Oh, that's cool. There's some, I guess. There's something. Yeah, cool. I'm glad that she's still around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. That's all I got for Canadian artists. Perfect. Well, thanks for throwing that in there. At least we mentioned a Canadian artist. There you go. <laughs> all right, your this was a. I'll preface this by saying this was a a very interesting week for me to score because t- 
two of the albums that we included have been out for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And one of them in particular, I'm very, very familiar with. Right. So I think I'd naturally scored it higher because when I put it back on, I was like jamming out to it because I know it pretty well because it was released on February 25th. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So Um, for my scorings, I put it, I rated them. This is like a true, like in order of their score rating for me this week, because I, the ones that were already out, I couldn't put as my favorites because I'm so familiar with them. Fair enough. Fair enough. I did it that way. Yeah. And I guess as a a preface, I hadn't listened to those albums yet. So um, there's two that we kind of pulled forward. And I think that I liked one a lot better than one a lot worse than you did um and also i just found this week besides one album a little bit underwhelming myself yeah for the most part it was underwhelming i was yeah i was very pleasantly surprised by one and also surprised by another but maybe not pleasantly (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into it then. That's the, that's the preface. Now, for my least favorite album of the week, that would be... Sorry, I have to extend the column because the name is so long. And you will know us by the trail of our dead with the album Bleed Here Now. Sorry, six. Bleed Here Now. <laughs> it's their sixth album. Can you guess? I guess that, in fact. Uh, these guys are out of Austin, Texas in the U.S., and... I didn't like it. <laughs> Talk about a band that does not suit the name of their band. No kidding. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, I was, maybe that's part of the reason I didn't like it, but I just was expecting something totally different and then was just really not impressed with it. Very long. I didn't make it through. Me neither. Yeah. It was too long. And also yeah, I found... I found the vocals a little bit. You know how I talk about Weezer and I talk about how like it's he's in key, but he's uh, sounds like he's always out of key. I found right. the same with these guys. Like it, it, I hmm. listened. I was like, it's in key, but it just doesn't fit. It doesn't suit. Right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the preface for that. So vocals, I gave a three point five because it wasn't key. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I gave him a three. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so a little just, more generous. Yeah. Just me. Yeah. Meh. Uh, guitars, I gave a 3.4. Uh, 3.1. Yeah. Drums, a 3.5. Uh, 3.2. Oh, you're much more generous than me. Well, consistently more generous. We're, we've got the same trajectory, <laughs> the same distribution, I guess. True. Uh, writing, I gave a 3.4. Yeah, I gave 2.9. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, production, I get, did give a 4. Like it was produced well. Same. Also yep. a four. Uh, repeatability, a big fat zero. Oy. Uh I gave a one. Okay. I felt like I didn't wasn't going to completely write them off. Fair enough. I wrote them off. <laughs> a one basically means like I might get back to it, but I might not. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> but like, yeah, we'll see. So my final score was 17.8. Uh, 17.2 for me. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, I will go to my fourth favorite album. Uh-huh. That would be the artist Senses Fail with the album Hell is in Your Head. All right, we're the same so far. Okay, okay. Uh, these guys are out of Ridgewood, New Jersey in the USA. And uh, I really liked that album that the name is escaping me right now by Census Fail. Well, they have some real good ones. Still searching? Is that what you're Still thinking? searching? Yeah, that's that's the only one that's ever really grabbed me. Like I've listened to songs of theirs, but that album as a whole was the only one that really grabbed me. Yeah, they went in. They had a succession of, for me, uh, four albums in a row which was still searching life is not a waiting room the fire and renaster mm-hmm. that i loved and renaster in my opinion is the peak of the band i think that's probably their best album in my eyes that they've ever put out okay okay and then yeah pull the thorns from your heart was interesting had some like really cool songs on it but yeah as a whole not that great if there's light it will find you i could not even get through and then we had talked about the single lead single from this album yep a while ago and i did not like the lead single but i will say i did like this album more than i thought i would judging from that lead single uh you know i'd agree with that um but overall i found it a little bit like uninspired i found it like formulaic I found they're like it kind of felt like they're just going through the motions of their brand. Yeah, it was a little bit of a an older return to form, I would say, mm. in a sense. I think for me, what it came down to is I just like it sounded like the Teen Eggs angsty bands. Yeah, because of like the sound of his vocals. Mm-hmm. So that's partly why it didn't like can't grab on to me right and the fact that he still just sings about how depressed he is which <laughs> yeah. i mean sure yeah but yeah it was interesting i really really liked the opening track mm-hmm. i was like sweet this is gonna go well and then the next few were just okay but there was that's actually so true when i when i did my rating i usually what i'll do is i'll like put it on i'll give my initial like hot take rating from the first song or two and then as the album goes on, I'll adjust it. Yeah. And it definitely went down as the album went on. Yeah. Um, I found his vocals, like like you say, at, uh, um, I just found them. I think he's getting old or tired or something. They're not as good as they used to be. <laughs> well, I mean, he is getting old and tired, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, I gave vocals uh, 3.7. Same. Nice. Guitar gave 3.6. Same. Nice. Drums, I gave 3.4. Ooh, 3.5. <laughs> oh, 3.5. <laughs> oh. Uh, writing, I gave a 3.6. Yeah, writing, actually. I was looking at another one. I was like, actually, I gave 4.7, but that was right under no, another one. Yeah. <laughs> 3.9. Okay, okay. Uh, production, I gave a 3.8. Same. Uh, this was the lowest score for production for this week for me, and I found I found the drums floppy interesting yeah uh repeatability i give a two uh three okay okay so my final score was 20.1 yeah 21.8 okay okay 
the floppy drums floppy drums yep yeah again i just feel like uh, i feel like that has to be conscious decisions i know but it, i it as so yeah i stand by my score because i don't like it like no, no that's fair it's just like yeah. but i just like why would you want to make the drums sound that way uh, yeah i agree all right this is interesting so far mm-hmm. uh my middle of the road number three this middle week. of the road this is the artist yours truly but the album is this what i look like interesting they are out of sydney new south wales in australia and uh yeah i didn't like them as much as i thought i should have honestly <laughs> um and i liked them way more than i thought i was going to okay okay yeah this is the band uh they're kind of paramore-ish right yeah i mean that's what they reminded me of but like mm-hmm. better be- better than anything paramore's ever done yeah i definitely opinion. agree with that for sure um yeah i gave vocals uh 3.8 i gave 4.5 wow okay i thought she was incredible i found her voice a little bit grating but the mm-hmm. but i also find paramore grating so interesting <laughs> yeah um yeah, I didn't find them. I didn't find her grading at all. I thought she sounded pretty cool and has quite a range. Mm, that's fair. I found. Uh, guitar gave 3.5. Uh, four. Wow, you really like this a lot more than I did. Oh, I loved this album. <laughs> <laughs> this is this was this was a very clear number one album for me this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I listened to the well, it's nice and short and sweet, right? It's like yeah. eight, seven, eight songs and super short, but like I just felt the we'll get to this in this other scores, but I just felt like the the writing was just on point for like a seven song little mm-hmm. little thing as like a I think it's a debut as well, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um I want to check that really quickly, actually. Because if it is a debut, it's like this is to me, this was like the perfect debut of like, mm. here's what my band is going to sound like. Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, yeah, I listened to it once. I never listened to it again after that, though. So it didn't catch me enough to go listen to it again. Yeah, uh, this is their sophomore album. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. Cool. Caught me, caught my, caught me ears the right way. That's right. It tickled your ear holes. Yes. Uh, drum or guitar, I gave 3.5. Yeah, I gave four. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, drums, I gave 3.8. Uh, 4.2. Okay. Writing, I gave 3.9. I gave 4.6 for writing. Ooh. Uh, production, I gave a four. Uh, 4.2. Okay, okay. And repeatability, I gave 2.4. Yeah, I gave this a 4.5. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, this was just clearly a, a difference in taste. We, I didn't like it. You did. Yep. It was a 21.4 for me. Yeah, 26.2. Well, over the 25 mark, that's a good, that's a good score. Yeah, this will be, this will be the uh, album I listen, I go back to a lot. I think just, I think part of it's the short and sweetness. Like I know I can go listen to some if I'm like, hey, I've got 25 minutes and I just want something that's going to, 
mm-hmm. be upbeat and fun to listen to. Right. Yeah, I really liked it. <clears throat> Yours truly. Keep an eye out on these these people. I think they're gonna become popular. Yep. Also out of Australia, so no surprise that Adam likes them. <laughs> There's a couple labels out there, man, that just cannot miss right now. A rising empire, UNFD, yeah. and uh, that other one. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I'll find it. Sharp tone. Sharp tone, yeah. Oh, man. Alrighty. What is your number two then? Uh, two would be the artist Post Profit with the album When You Think It's Right, It's Always Wrong. Mm. Yeah, I thought this was going to be your number three, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. They, they were actually fairly close. They got the same repeatability score. Surprise. Kill surprise. Yeah. Um, I found the vocals better and the guitar better and the drums better <clears throat> and the writing better and the production better <laughs> but they got the same repeatability score <laughs> there you go yeah uh so i gave vocals a 4.1 oh these guys are out of longview texas by the way texas <clears throat> uh 4.2 for me for vocals mm-hmm. yeah really good really good mm-hmm. uh guitar i gave 3.8 uh i gave a four okay i gave drums a four I gave drums a 4.3. Writing, I gave a 4. 4.1. Okay. Production, I gave a 4.2. 4 for me. Okay. Repeatability, 2.4 for a final score of 22.5 out of 30. Yeah, my repeat was 4 because I have listened to this album a lot. Yeah, I I knew that this was one of those albums that you really liked because you were talking it up a lot. It made it my top 25 of the year so far. It did, yeah. Which, uh, so my final score was 24.6. Okay. Um, this band sounds like they're straight out of like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They do. For a yeah. band where this is their debut album. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, my top 25. Holy shit, would that change already? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like kind of going back through yeah. and I spent like a good amount of time on that list. I was going back through and I was like, there's no way this would be up here anymore. <laughs> and some of the ones would be. Yeah. Well, I'd like recency bias is such a real thing too. Right. Oh, huge. <laughs> yeah, dude. I am. I am falling more and more in love with that Alexis on fire album. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude. I, I would venture it's still like not as good as those other three. Yeah. Crisis watch out old crows, young Cardinals, like at all. But the one song in particular that I really suggest, uh, dark night of the soul. Yeah. That's a top five Alexis on fire song they've ever done. Okay. Okay. Easily. In my opinion, there's just something about it. As I, one thing I will say is as much as I've listened to that album, there's probably about, there's probably still about three to four songs out of the 10 that I'll skip past and go directly to other ones. Okay. 
but those like six or seven songs i think are phenomenal there's one song on the album that stands out to me as one that i have to skip the end of every time i haven't listened to it since we you were rating the, it the end of yeah it's got a solo in it and the solo is just fucking annoying it's like way too loud and the the notes are bad <laughs> hmm. and it, the, he solos for like a minute and a half at the end of the song and i just don't like it fair yeah anyways i can't remember what song name that is because i haven't gone back and listened to that album i've probably listened to it like 15 times <laughs> and on vinyl Oh gosh, oh, yeah. so good. I love it. Uh, number one, I think. Number one, I think. Yeah. The Adam and Kyle podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information for local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. This one was a clear number one for me this week. It is a solid five five points out of 30 above anything else this week. Really? Yes. That so is... Did score pretty high. This is a classic case of an album that, like, obviously is brilliant. Yeah. And, like, scores high for me. Mm-hmm. Might not ever listen to it ever again. Is that right? <laughs> okay. It's like a, it's like th- these albums are kind of like movies for me. Like I can watch, mm, like that's I fair. like Quentin Tarantino, for example, is like one of my favorite directors of all time. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adore his movies when they come out, mm-hmm. but I don't watch them, like maybe hardly ever again. That's you know that's totally fair. Like by the time you've gotten through it and you know the twists and the turns, it's like I don't need to see it again. Yeah. And and relating this, like using a metaphor of an album for this band is is pretty accurate. Like it's pretty theatrical and it's got like big dynamics and big epic sections and big quiet or small quiet sections and which this band does very well. Mm-hmm. Uh that is the artist Evergrey with their album A Heartless Portrait, the Orphine Testament. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, the, the, it was cut off on my screen, so I just made up the end of it. <laughs> I cut it right. So. Fiend Testament, yeah, yeah. A lot of people out there in the because um, obviously I'm a part of the Dream Theater fan groups, mm-hmm. uh, which also reminds me I have a, a little mini announcement to make. Yes, you should tell our listeners about that when we're done here. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, fans in the in the Dream Theater fan club. When people always ask quite often, like, "Hey, what's another band I can get into if I like Dream Theater?" Mm-hmm. And without fail, the two bands that I see the most often are Haken and Evergrey. Is that right? Yeah. Interesting. That gives you an idea of kind of what you're getting into if you listen to Evergrey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, we reviewed an album of theirs last year, right? Yeah, so this was a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, these guys are out of Gothenburg in Sweden, which is yeah, right on. Yeah, right on point. Uh, I scored it very high. Focals got a four point eight. Uh, four point one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought um, just everything just fit nicely. Like I would, it never kind of caught me wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some good range and some good, like harsh and good cleans and. Yeah. Uh, guitar gave four point six. Uh, four point five. Okay, drums I gave a four point three. Same. Writing a 4.5. Uh, writing, I gave 4.7. Mm-hmm. Production, I gave 4.5. Same. And repeatability, gave 4.8. Yeah, my repeat's a three. Yeah, which, as we discussed, like I'll, I'll go back and listen to this. I've listened to it a bunch of times already. So uh, my final score was 27.5. Oh, boy. Um, t- yeah, 25.1. So still... Yeah. over that threshold yeah squeaked by yeah yeah these guys are super talented mm-hmm. they it's also pretty impressive because i we we liked their album last year too right yeah yeah but i would did. say not as much no i liked this one more for sure which is interesting for like a second album within a year yeah, like I have to wonder if these bands are actually writing these albums within the year or if they're like going into their catalog and pulling stuff up and yeah, like who knows. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was a good top five. We were pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Post Profit was probably the uh the most or yours truly was the most um 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 there's a word that describes what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, that's the close, close enough. That gets the point across. Yeah, the most yeah. discrepant. Um, <laughs> this, this Evergreen album would have was was number two for me, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it was up there mainly because of the score. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, do you want some honorable mentions? Should, yeah, let's do that. And then we've got singles too that I did listen to. We do. Uh, I'll run through these real quick then. Uh, band Black Midi, and that's Midi spelled M-I-D-I. Okay. Came out with an album called Hellfire. They're kind of like math, math rocky. Okay. Um, they're it's they're pretty interesting. Uh, and it's getting a decent amount of talk this album. So uh, check that one out if you will. Also, very very cool art album artwork. Uh, Billie Eilish she came out with a uh, it was a two song single a dingle maybe <laughs> <laughs> double yeah. single a dingle yeah, a dingle I, I, we started thringle so dingle okay. has to be the natural so you have a single a dingle and a thringle <laughs> at what point does it just become an EP uh, after, once you, after like, five I think yeah, after a, five. So what's a a quadringle and a, a pen, quadringle, a, a quadringle and, and, an and a and a pentinkle <laughs> or an EP? Yeah, yeah. This is considered a single, um, but we're calling it a dingle. 
Uh, and it was it's called Guitar Songs. And it's just a random two song little diddly dupe that she dropped. Cool. Um, to the surprise of no one, the two songs are great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's someone who can't miss right now either. Uh, yeah, seriously. A band called Left to Suffer, who I remember listening to back in the day, but I haven't gone back to them ever. Uh, they did release an EP. It is called And Dying Forever. Man, I, I think that that EP name is just brutal. Uh, much like the the EP itself. Not bad brutal, but like heavy brutal. Oh, okay. I was like, is it that bad? But no, I got gotcha. No, it's really not that bad. It's it's pretty good. Uh, so that, that came out. Uh, where am I next? Uh, a band called Glass Tides came out with an album called Wake Me Up. Uh, really short, 10 songs, 29 minutes. Wow. That's like less than three minutes a song. Yep. Yeah, if you're into like kind of like the, I don't know. I don't know how to describe them. I guess Is they're it- kind of like, they're kind of metal y but less on the screamy side. Okay. Maybe, maybe bear toothy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one, this one was uh, an interesting. I want to listen to more of it. This is this is a band called Nicholas Cage Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the album is called The Bones That Grew from Pain. Uh, they're on Metal Blades label. It's a, this is a interesting band. I don't really know what to describe them with, but they're worth a listen. They're, they're pretty brutal, but they're good. Okay. Okay. Cool. I love the name. It's hilarious, right? Yeah. Uh, Band called Palisades. I know them. Yeah. They're kind of similar to like that glass tides. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But there's, is there a big band that I'm missing that these all remind me of? I guess I they're kind of in that like bad omensy, like kind of more like metal Corey, I guess, but with a heavy hit of pop in there. Okay. Okay. Kind of thing. I think the album that I listened to by Palisades was Erase the Pain. I think I recognize the album artwork. Yeah. The, the snake eating itself or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I do vaguely remember that one. Mm-hmm. I do remember uh, the self-titled one too a little bit. But yeah. And sorry, what's the new album called? It's called Reaching Hypercritical. Cool. I like that name actually. Yes, me too. Uh, they're on Rise Records, so if. Yeah, if they're on Rise Records, you kind of kind of get an idea of what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this is a pretty big one. I was going to save this for last, but it's in order on my list, so whatever. Uh, this is a pretty big one that fell by the wayside for me that I totally missed on. We have talked about some of the singles, I believe, from this album. Yep. And that is the... Uh, new solo project from jason richardson who is the guitar player 
for Five Finger Death Punch. Okay. Yeah. Talk about someone way too good for a band. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, this is his project with Luke Holland on drums. And I will just go ahead and put it out there that I think some of the instrumental albums we've heard this year, um, I'm trying to remember them all, but like the, the big two that stand out are like the Haunted Shores and Animals as Leaders. Yeah. yeah. This is the instrumental album of the year. Mm, okay. The, how's the stack up against uh, Chris Turner? Uh, I would probably put it above it. Okay, cool. Um, I think that, I think that the thing that this has over Chris Turner's is it's a little more, it's a, it's a little more digestible. Mm, Okay. Um, it flows a little bit better. Like it feels more cohesive as an album rather than just like 10 separate songs. Right. Um, the guitar playing is, is this is this is some of the best guitar playing I've heard all year, I would say, easily. And the Luke Holland on drums, man. Boy, there's there's stuff on here that like is Chris Turner-esque. Is like that right? That's so he cool. fucking kills it. Um, I would highly, highly recommend listening to this. Uh, the album, by the way, is also just called Two. Like mm. two eyes, two uppercase eyes. Roman numeral two. Jason Richardson, he is a uh, um young, actually. He's born July 30th, 1991. Oh geez. Yeah. yeah and he's worked with Born Born of Osiris, Chelsea Grin, mm-hmm. and uh all that remains. But he is he is in Five Finger Death Punch currently, right? Not that, that I see. No, no. I think you're thinking of someone else. I must be then. Who the hell is the guitar player of Five Finger Death Punch then? Yeah, because this, like, to me, th- these bands are not like Five Finger Death Punch. And what you're describing is the instrumental album of the year. Uh, this makes a lot more sense. Because he played with Polyphia. Like he's played with all these heavy hitters and really technical groups. Vela Maya. Oh, Andy James is the guy I'm thinking of. Who's oh, like okay. a who's like a basically a virtuoso. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. He's definitely. But should, he's not. Andy James is not in Five Finger Death Punch anymore. Oh, okay. According to Wikipedia, which is always right, every single time. Yeah, I guess Andy James. Oh no, he is. It does say he is in. What is happening? <laughs> it does say he's in. Oh, he started in 2020. Okay, I had it backwards. I thought Andy James was like kind of always there and then left. Yeah, turns out he's never been there and joined only two years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes me all, all the more because according to this, then this will be Andy James's first album with five finger death punch and that makes their new one coming out and that makes me slightly more interested cool that album is called afterlife comes out august 19th by the way 
that I think, is yeah i think that's already on our list yeah it is okay that makes more sense um yeah this jason richardson dude <clears throat> there are some just phenomenal phenomenal musicians out there but i would put him i would put him up there with almost anyone at the moment for cool some of the shit he does on that guitar is freaking redonkulous nice i'll have to check it out today yes uh i have uh three more uh a band out of japan they are called prompts Mm-hmm. And they released a new album called Fracture. Uh, this is another album that's just like eight songs, 27 minutes short, just heavy as all hell in your face. Really good. Another band called True North came out with an album called Out Loud. This is kind of like your typical kind of again kind of metal corey pop tinges to it i don't know why i keep finding these bands <laughs> they do a really cool song with uh, aaron gillespie from under oath mm-hmm. uh, so check that out if you will uh, and last but not least i thought they had a they released an ep i think in the i think it was either late last year or very early this year, but it turned into a a full length album. And that is the band our last night Mm. Uh, came out with a album called empires fall on June 17th. The EP had four songs on it and those four are on this album. And then there's three extra songs. So I I don't know. Yeah. They, uh, they were mentioned on our 37th honorable mentions that ep oh geez okay this year yeah well now it's a full-length album i guess okay (laughs) excellent so basically that ep with three extra songs uh our last night also so obviously our last night known for doing their (laughs) covers yep uh they are doing a thing called decades of covers and it sounds like they're releasing like a 10 song cover album and they're doing like seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands and 2010s. Okay. And they're releasing two songs or two covers from each of those decades. Uh, the, and the first two songs are out from the seventies and they covered landslide by Fleetwood Mac and dancing queen by ABBA. Okay, cool. So listen to that if you want to. That's all I got. That was fun. Singles week? Yep. Uh, By the way, I will add, if you want, Kyle, um, for next week, we don't have any album releases, which is super weird. What? Sounds wrong. It is wrong. I'll double check it, but there's okay. there's some of those honorable mentions that I think we should. Yeah, let's pull some of those forward because that'll help me get through that list too. Cool. 
Uh, let's sh- talk singles, though. Yes, let's. Um, there was only the f- the four. Yes. Let me just pull up that list. What an interesting singles list. <laughs> Uh, I'll say that all of them made it into my library. It was I did like them all. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, the I have a, a soft spot in my house, or in my house, in my heart for Disturbed. You have a soft uh, spot in your house. Yeah, for Disturbed. Um, so the yeah, I don't think I have a soft spot for them anymore. That's fair. Yeah, this hey you, I just like them. They're good. Like. It's the same, actually the same reason I like Five Finger Death Punch. It's just like simple. You don't have to think about it. It's just hard hitting, like energetic metal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not good. <laughs> no, but I find like some of the technical stuff that's like really good. I find it almost like sometimes I don't have the energy to listen to it, but I want to listen to metal. So I listen to like the cheap, like bubblegum metal, I'll call mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of where these guys fit in for me. Yeah, I get that. But if I'm going to listen to Disturbed, I'm going to go back to like 10,000 Fists and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I, I, don't, I can't even say I'd go back to an album. Like I just put Disturbed on Shuffle, which is why this made it into the library. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Same as Five Finger Death Punch. I don't listen to an album. I just put go to Five Finger Death Punch and press Shuffle. And then I just listen to whatever comes up. Right. Yeah, I didn't like this song at all. <laughs> I, I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just so recycled, formulaic. Yeah. Like you just, like I get the easiness of listening to something like this, but like when I was listening to it for the first time, I was like, oh yeah, there's going to be a chorus here. They're going to go back to the verse. There's going to be a chorus here. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be like a weird little solo section breakdown. That was probably the most disappointing part of this song, actually, was after that second chorus, and they kind of had that like little breakdown part yeah. where you're you're kind of like thinking, oh, you're gonna get like a cool instrumental section or uh, maybe even a guitar solo, and then he went into that like really fast. I don't want to say he was rapping, but like mm, yeah. the really fast lyrics part. Totally. And then, of yep. course, right back into the chorus. I was like, that was very underwhelming. For me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And then the other gripe I had real quick before <laughs> yeah. you tell me more about it was when the. Um, the chorus was was interesting. It was a it was a um, it was an interesting chorus for them. Mm-hmm. Super catchy, of course. Um. And what I really liked about the song early is what I ended up hating about the song later was when the verses in the very first verse of the song, like he started every line of the verse with, Hey, you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of a cool touch rather than having the, Hey, you in the chorus. Mm, But then when it happened for every other verse in the song, it got really annoying to me. (laughs) That's fair. So I kind of wish they changed (laughs) up the verses a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. What's my only other? Because they could like do the first verse, hey, you, and then the second one, like you there, like you think you can kind of change it up, like keep the theme, but you know, flip it up a bit. Yeah. That's fair. Um, 
I mean, all in all, it's exactly what I expected from a new Disturbed song. Which we I did, will still, yeah, we did call that out. <laughs> yeah, I will still, we'll listen to the album. Yep. If slash when it comes out this year. Because mm-hmm. they haven't announced anything formally, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, yeah. I'm curious to hear another full length album from them. Mm-hmm. After so long. Uh, by the way, I'm actually going to go in my least favorite to favorite songs in the singles as well. So, yeah, uh, like that is definitely my least favorite. But Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the second single that I listened or that was my third favorite was Diabolical Majesty by Revocation. Okay. This, this song actually surprised me how much I liked it because, again, this is not a genre that I normally listen to or like. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I mean, I try and have bias aside because I'm kind of friends with the drummer, but mm-hmm. of course, yeah. I, yeah, I loved. I really liked this song. I I like how. Uh, so Ash, the drummer, has been in the band. I think now this is his fourth album with them. If I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, maybe third. Um, and I've kind of noticed that since he's come in they've gotten a little more on the prog mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah. They've definitely become a little bit more digestible over the years for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I, there was some cool little like proggy kind of time signature change-ups totally. in this song that I thought were, that were really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm super pumped for the, for the album. I think it's going to be heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, and also they're doing a North American tour and not coming to Vancouver, and their drummer is from Vancouver, so <laughs> what the hell? Uh, these last two singles, I'm really torn on which one's my favorite. Interesting. Of these last two singles, yeah, one of them is very clearly the song of the year. I'm just going to go out and say it. It's the best song that's been released this year. Okay, based on that, I think I'll, I'll try. I'll try and make that the last one we talk about. But I'm gonna say that my second favorite song was "Tear Gas" by Architects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Architects. I'm so excited about what they're doing. Like we talked about last time, when we were talking about these singles, uh, announcing that we were gonna listen to them. Uh, they are just on their game right now. I'm really excited to see what this classic "Symptoms of a Broken Spirit" is gonna sound like. Yeah, so this is a, I read online, this mm-hmm. is an a- actual good source because it was from Sam Carter himself. I yeah. think if you vaguely remember um, when they, shortly after they released For Those That Wish To Exist, I said to you that in that same writing session, they had a bunch of extra songs that they wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is that. So it was all written at the same time. So this is all their B-sides, basically. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, which makes sense. Like, they are right in line. I can, like, you can tell that it was probably really hard to put that album together if this is all their B-sides from that album. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This Tear Gas song, this is, this is unlike any song they've ever done. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah. 
And I remember when I heard like animals or dead butterflies, I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the trajectory they're going. I really, really liked their older stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I would go as far as saying that All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us is up there with some of the best metalcore albums of all time, along with like Killswitch Engage and All the Remains. Okay. Some of those albums. Yeah. But yeah, the direction they're going and kind of that arena radio rock, they're doing that really well, but at the same time, like still keeping a bit of that architect's aggression in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of helping put metal onto the mainstream, which has been something that like, I wouldn't say there's been a, a goal to do that, but it like metal's always been a fringe genre and it's kind of cool to see it kind of coming out more forefront kind of like with bring me the horizon and i think yeah. architects is helping that as well and it's becoming just more uh, um digestible i think is a word to use that that's really good for the general public totally yeah and there's a lot of like any band that does this that has such a i would say a pretty harsh sound change mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of old school architects fans that I think are probably not happy. Yeah. But man, every, like every song is just so catchy and just so well done. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're, I think they're at the top of their game too. And For I sure. also just want to see them live so bad now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen them live a couple times before, but this, that was like back in their, back in their heavy day. Mm. But yeah. Um, this last single, holy shit! Good lord, you kind of warned me. So when we announced the single last week, you said that this is the craziest sounds you've ever heard come out of Andy Sizik, and I have to agree. It's just insane what that man can do with his throat. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, this is the new single, Translucent from Termina, and. It is just asinine. Like when we talk about different genres of music, generally they've got like kind of these needs. I don't want to say typecast, but specific types of singing. Yeah. Uh, and different types of screaming and like they kind of fit the genre. And somehow Andy Sizek has taken all of them, put them into the demon in his body and created Termina <laughs> and put them into one single song. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how he sounds the way he sounds. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't have, I have nothing but incredible things to say. Also, do you know who was drumming on this single? I do not. Chris Turner. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and this once song. Ag- yeah. Once again, like... Chris Turner on drums, he, uh, I was watching a interview with Nick Nocturnal, who is the guitar player and principal songwriter. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that like, once again, they like sent him a a sample of the song. And then Chris Turner came back and like, did the same thing with a solo album, like one take, no triggers, (laughs) just like fricking was like, yeah, here you go. That's insane. I love that. Yeah, because every time I listen to this, 
this song, I, I'm hearing something different. The first, the first few times I listened to this, I was like focusing on Andy and being like, how, how, yeah, how. And then when I listened to it again, I was like kind of focusing on the drums, realizing that it's Chris Turner doing what he does. And then again, I'm like, how, how? And then listening to it more, started focusing on the guitar and like, holy shit, there are some sick, sick guitar work and riffs in this song. Sick. Yeah, I'll have to listen to that a little closer because I've only listened to it a couple times and I was so flabbergasted by Andy that I didn't even pay attention to anything else. I think this song has been on repeat. Like, I think I had it on repeat one day for like maybe an hour straight. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not surprised. Which, I like in all this in all this talking, it's funny. I was looking at the album artwork, and it's like a person who's meditating and whose head has exploded. And I think that it really suits the the nature of this song. Yeah, uh, there's apparently an album on the way. Sweet that like that they recorded with Chris Turner because the first Termina album was in our list last year. Yeah, Dysphoria 2021. Yeah. And that one was was pretty good. Didn't hit me like this song hit me. No. And that was all programmed drums. Okay. So they were like, hey, best drummer on the planet. <laughs> come drum for this album. Yeah. Sweet. So automatically that's gonna make it better. Yep. Yeah, the um I, I don't know. I don't even know. This the the range of screams that he that he does, especially the very last part. I I know. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> even the first like four lines, I'm like, holy shit, who is this guy? Yeah. If this if this came out when we were doing our top twenty five releases of the year list, this might make it top ten. It's that fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't I can't say enough good things about it. Frick this song. Oh, well, I guess in order to move on, maybe I think we is there anything else to say? No. Okay. Just move on before I <laughs> keep <clears throat> keep talking. That sounds good. Uh, I don't know if we have anything else. So, do you want to? wrap us up i guess yeah like i said next week there's not actually an an album release bizarre so uh i will do some digging maybe there is one coming out but uh maybe we'll add some some of those honorable mentions um also really quick two things i am going on to the talking into infinity dream theater podcast uh thursday the 28th of july yep uh, we're going live at 4 30 pacific time and we are deep diving into scenes from a memory which is oh that's like your favorite album of all time not just yeah. by dream theater that is my number one favorite album ever made in the history of music and I was super stoked that they they know that. So they asked me to come on to do the deep dive. And so, yes, we were doing that live Thursday, the 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can say this one now. Uh, we haven't made an official announcement 
uh, as you're listening to this, what day is it? Sunday, July 24th? All day, yeah. Um, so I guess as we record this in just a couple hours from now, I am recording a brand new podcast, the first episode of a brand new podcast that I have coming out with our friend Nick. Oh, and it is a podcast revolving around sports and beer. (laughs) So we're trying to, (laughs) we're trying to incorporate uh, sports talk and beer talk into one uh, cool. podcast. So he really wanted to do a beer podcast. Um, ever since we started this podcast, I've always wanted to do a sports podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I'm and, not your man for that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But you, as as you know, being my friend for however many years now, you know, you do know that I've always kind of wanted to be like a sports broadcaster. Definitely. Yep. So this is my, this is my, I don't know, gateway or just my yeah. outlet. Cool. To doing some sports broadcasting, but he had an uh, Nick had an idea for doing a, a beer podcast. So he wants to have, he wants to have on a bunch of head brewers and and brewers locally, mm-hmm. basically in all of the Lower Mainland, uh, to kind of get brewers on to talk about their story, uh, kind of nerd out on some beer stuff and the processes. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to, we're going to feature a new beer every episode. Uh, as it stands, this information may change. The, the plan going forward is we're going to release an episode every two weeks. Cool. Uh, potentially once a month. Yeah. But we also want to incorporate like sports news and sports talk into it and incorporate that into the interviews. So we'll bring on brewers to talk about their, their beer, but also get some of their takes on what's going on in the sports world and bring on sports fans. Cool. cool. And then kind of vice versa, bring on people from the sports world and ask them kind of about their favorite beers, their favorite. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm things and stuff like that uh the podcast is called can i say the name because it's ready uh the podcast is called hot takes cold pints nice i like that name and yeah we have an image all ready to go um and yeah we are recording our first episode today sunday as you hear this it won't be sunday but uh yeah Okay. It's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. Another just little like outlet uh, for sports talk for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick can nerd out on beer. And so we found a way to combine both. Beautiful. I love it. Well, that's super exciting. So definitely keep us in the loop on that. And then we have all of the bases covered music and beer and sports. I mean, what else is there in life? <laughs> Taxes. <laughs> Death, death, yeah. taxes. <laughs> Andy uh, Sizek is good at singing. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> those are the three guarantees in life. So yeah, that's what's coming up uh, for us as at the Adam and Kyle podcast. Um, we do have some guests coming up. Keep in keep in touch for that. 
keep watch, keep mm -hmm. listen. But I think that's pretty much that's pretty much everything, isn't it? That is. That's all for this week. Sweet. Well, you know where to find us. You know where to listen to us. You know where to interact with us. Yep. Yeah, thanks as always for listening. Keep your ear out for more new episodes, more new music, and a couple new episodes, a couple new shows down the pipeline for us. Absolutely. Thank you for hanging out with us. Adios.